to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America and English. Your hosts for today are Ivan Pineda, Cristian Rosendo, Alexis Juarez, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Now let's hit the field and start the show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast. Talk about consistency. Two episodes in a row and in one whole week. I think it's fair to say that we are officially back and uh as always joining me today are my co-hosts today it is none other than brooklyn's very own aj and anaheim's very local chris how are you gentlemen doing good doing good thank you ivan um it's gonna be here wow look at that consistency we're back here another episode things you love to see definitely definitely chris how's it going over there a little Uh, less heat today I thought it was worse today, honestly. I was about to say it's like the worst day for me because it's very, very hot. And (laughs) when it's hot, bro, I'm so annoyed of everything. I got a haircut too, so I thought it was going to be better. Nah, bro, I'm so, I'm over today. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, on the bright side, next week pans to be a little bit better here in Southern California. So hopefully things are on on the up and up in that sense. but yeah, we're back here talking all things America. We we left off on uh, on Monday's episode talking in regards to the, this game against San Luis and uh, the game against you know Tigres and things seem to be on a roll continuously for for America now. You know this game against uh, against San Luis, which was on the Tuesday. Uh, AJ didn't paint it to be what it out what the final outcome was. I mean. This is a 3-0 victory at home. Obviously, you know, America keeps it going in regards to the, you know, 3-0 margin. But uh, at first, this game did not look like it was going to be that. Yeah, no. Uh, first half, it seems more, uh, jumping ahead of things, this is one could tell two halves already because from the get-go, um, both teams were equally balanced throughout the first half. Both teams had equal chances, but Avedo and Joe were doing their very best to keep it um, 0-0. I make it did get a scare in the fifth minute when I bet Hernandez scored, but luckily um, the goal was not counted. So we were saved and we were able to keep that clean sheet towards the very end of the match. But yeah, there was a little bit of scares here and there, especially in the gaps that we saw in defense. That was not great. That's something you did not want to see, especially if it's at home. But all in all, then second half, everything just changed from there. No, yeah, it it did. It definitely did. And Chris, like AJ mentioned, you know, a tell two halves. But it, it seems like even though this America had a bit of a uh, a bump in the road, they continuously played their game. And and it's not to say that San Luis didn't make it difficult because I think they played a very very smart game that unfortunately they couldn't last for the entirety of forty five minutes. And I also didn't help that America was able to pinch them on the counter towards the end of the first half. Yeah, man, I'm actually very impressed because it was. Very balanced until like it just felt like America just popped them in the mouth when when mm-hmm. they wanted to, you know. Like that's how those goals felt. It didn't really come from like this dominant stance. It just just came out of nowhere, and it it's three goals, you know, against a against a, a team that kept it competitive, you know. So it, it feels good to come off with that win. Do you think that this? It's fair to say that this was an America at like maybe seventy five percent. It it definitely didn't feel like the other games, right? Where it felt like we were pressuring on top and everything. Mm-hmm. It felt more like it was back and forth, you know? And like I said, it it, it feels good that at least we know goals can come out of, out of, 
any time, right? Yeah. Even when it feels like the other team might have a slight edge on us, at least we're able to score, you know? And I, I want to look at the stats real quickly here, but I, I want to say that we, we should be the league's top goal scorer. Yeah, we are. Yeah, I mean, it helps that yeah, you, you had a 7-0. Shout, so. shout out to Chris Asuna. <laughs> shout out to Chris Asuna for that one, yeah. Shout out to the Mike for that one. Um, yeah, no, I mean, you're talking about a 29 goal. Uh, Two players are, are fighting for top scorer, just to put it in perspective, yeah. you know? And, and and I think we were talking about it in in our in our group chat during the during the the game. I think at halftime, mm-hmm. Christian mentioned it to to us. He was like, "It feels nice to have number one and number two uh, in in the rankings of the leading goal scorers at America, right?" Which I think uh, Capsita must be tied with uh, with someone else too. On he's tied with Gignac, Baragan, and um, Diorio. Well, Ibanez, Ibanez scored two goals, so he's over Henry right now. He's over Henry, yeah, yeah with nine. But still, it's like it still feels good that at least we know there's two players that could ultimately be the top league scorers, you know. And even if they don't, they're still in the high. The I mean, put them together. You know? That's thirteen goals. Yeah, and it's fourteen. It, yeah, fourteen. Yeah, fourteen goals. And that's not even adding everyone else that has scored too. It's not like they're the only ones scoring. It's mm-hmm. other people yeah. too. So. Which has always been the case where America, where you get goals from other positions instead of the nine. But now we're getting the nine and the winger scoring like a lot of goals, you know? So, like, I, I'm very hyped for, for what's to come, but I also want to like lower myself down for a bit because I know that yeah, anything can happen. Yeah, like I said, we've been here before. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we've been here before and nothing is, is certain and nothing is, is a given, especially. We know that the league is a different monster, AJ. Yeah. But um, I, I mean, overall, a pretty good, solid performance. If you had to sum it up as a whole in ninety minutes, like Chris mentioned, I, I don't think this team actually reached full gear. Um, but I think, given that, I mean, that's perfectly fine. It's it's a mid mid game during the double jornada. You want to conserve a little bit of that energy. You're going to wait till I was caliente, so I, I, I on Saturday. On Saturday, which we <laughs> we have now definitely shout out to AJ there for correcting us twice, and we still didn't get the memo. Uh, but overall, AJ, I think, like I said, solid performance, and again, something for the Americanismo to again continue that kind of happiness on on into the you know next phase. Of course, one hundred percent. The chance that America did get, like you said, like it just. We just got the goals because it just happened. But as well, we were just able to exploit San Luis's um, spaces that were leaving. You know, you had guys like Sendejas and Valles always finding those open spaces to give it off to whether it, uh, whoever's up front, whether it be Cabecita or Henry. And they got the job done. And that's really all that matters. And um, Gazzatano Ortiz, too. He's made history. He's won eight games in a row. And he's up there with two of the coaches. One of the coaches actually being um, Saladi's father, if I remember correctly. So, look at that. He jo- he joined the ranks up there with um two other America coaches. Yeah, but it it's um it's one of these things that it's just like you know you make history, but uh, ultimately it needs to lead up to a championship. And I think Fidalgo even said it afterwards after the game. He said, "Yeah, no, it's it's great that we've made that, but it's it's no one's really gonna remember it if it's not followed up by a title." So he said, "You know, our 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 heads are level headed, our feet are on the ground, and we we know that we got to continue doing." doing what we've been doing so far. And I, I think that's a solid response because he's not the first person to come out and say that. I, you know, you, you hear Luis Fuentes came out and said almost 
nearly the same thing. Sendai has just come out and, and kind of said said the same. Ochoa said it time and time again. He said, you know, especially after the game against Cruz Azul, he said, you know, this these are the type of games that you live for. And um and, and obviously, you know, you want to be a part of them. But uh, you know, we'll celebrate this and we'll keep our our, our head grounded and you know f- feet on the ground and we keep going. We know we haven't won anything. So I, I think that speaks volumes of this squad that there's you know that uh, professionalism, knowing that at the end of the day, the results are important and 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 they need to be and and they need to be done in order to get to that next stage, which is the Liga, and you know bounce just bounce off of that and hopefully earn yourself a title. But like you mentioned, AJ, a huge huge shout out to Tano because he made himself history. And granted, those other two managers that you know have that same history, none of them won a title. I just want to add that. So, I, you know, I think Dano wants to be the first one to say, you know what, I not only achieved that, but I also uh, I was also able to uh, lift it, lift a, a title at the end of the day. And correct me if I'm wrong, does anyone, ha- does anyone have nine in a row for America? Mm, not to, not to my knowledge. Right? I, don't, I don't think no one's hit that um, nine mark. So, hey, Dano could probably put himself right up there if he gets it done versus Nikaxa. Definitely. Now, now I, I mean, want to ask you guys this, go. because my uncle always brings this up. Mm-hmm. He always says it's best to have a loss before we enter Ligia to kind of know Balance where. Yourself out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are you guys a believer in that, or is it one of these things where it's like we're America? That doesn't matter. We have to go run through everybody. Uh, I'm more of a firm believer that we're America. We got to run through everybody, but I do think we need a game to kind of bring us down to earth a little bit, and mm-hmm. I think that game is going to be Nakaxa. And I don't, I don't like hearing that. I still want to win them all. I mean, I do too. And I, it doesn't necessarily have to be like a a, a a a loss. I mean, it could be a draw or it could be uh, a, a, right. a very terrible, scrappy win, you know, that mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it kind of puts you in perspective. Like, okay, there's still some stuff left to tweak out here. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I agree. You know, like I always get bothered when my uncle says that because he's, he's, he says, I get where he comes from because yeah. it is one of those things where you see someone be, very confident. And you see it in the players. They think they're going to run through everybody. And then there's that underdog team that comes and punch you in the mouth and beats you. And I don't want that to happen to us. But like you said, you hear what Ochoa is saying. You hear what Fidalgo is saying. You hear what Fuente is saying. Like, I hope it's not just the saying. And it's like, they actually believe that. And I'm not going to hear, hear, I'm not going to be here and call them liars either. Because every game, it feels like they're really fighting for their spot. And they're fighting to win every game possible. And I think it, it it couldn't be at a better time when the World Cup is right around the corner because these guys technically not only fighting for a spot at their club, but in the national level as well. I mean, you're seeing a Sendejas that is on fire, which unfortunately will be out due to the accumulations of yellow cards that he won't be playing against Nakaxa. Aquino as well. And Aquino as well. We'll, we'll have to mention that as well, which I mean, Aquino's just always had this thing where he just picks up silly yellows and I think it's just, it's gotten to him. And I mean, now we're going to have to rely on Jonathan Santos. But when I realized that, I'm like, okay, damn, we do have that depth that we were talking about on the podcast because Richard is out and, and t- I'm hearing that he should be back already, but I don't think Dano's going to risk it. So, I wouldn't. I yeah, wouldn't. No. I personally wouldn't because they yeah. have Classico like next week. In a week's you know? time. Yeah. yeah I re- I'd rather have him because let's be honest, Richard is the is our starter. He's he is. Not, he's not going to uh-huh. move. And, and then the team looks different when he's on the field too. Which, yeah. to me, he's, like, probably the most underrated player on the team. Because I see Richard Slander a lot. And to me, like, 
in this system, it's him and Fidalgo, and you don't move them around, you know? No, you don't. I, I think you have to... You have to keep that basis. I mean, I feel like a lot of people were were questioning because you lose a little bit of that defensive, uh, I guess, attribute when you take out a, a player like Aquino from the starting eleven or like a Jonas Santos, but you gain a lot more going forward. And I think Tano entrusts in his center backs. And let's be honest, I, I see Fidalgo do things that sometimes I'm just like, I was not expecting you to just hustle down his and dribble. be like a center back. His dribbles too, though. Like, even yeah. like, like he's really a complete player. Like I said, I think it was the last podcast where I said, like, Fidalgo used to, like, really get me mad. I'd be passing back, passing back. But more, it's, it's probably just the system thing, you know? Maybe Solari was yeah. just like, look, you're not going to do anything risky. You're going to wait until uh, someone's open. And with uh, Tano, it's probably like, hey, if you're able to do something with your feet, like, go and look for it. And you could tell, like, this offense and this midfield is way different than anything Solari had. No, yeah, of course. Definitely. I, I agree with that. And then, Chris, I, I just want to end this, uh, the, the, the the recap with this. Um, Ochoa even mentioned that he said that uh, he remembers very vividly that uh, 2005 America squad that won the championship against Tecos with uh, Mauro Carrillo. He says that he, he sees a lot of similarities and, and a lot of, you know, he gets a lot of the same vibes of that squad with this squad. What do you, what do you think that, that that has to say? I think it's a very loose and humble squad, you know, because me and you have talked about that defense back in 05, right? We've were we yeah. we've had this conversation about which is the best defense I mean, uh, Ochoa has ever had um, in his career, right, in club career. Yeah. And you really think about it, and it's that 05 defense. And it's yeah. not best you know it's but, it's, but it but it but it but that midfield and that defense were they, they worked hard and that's probably what you get with this team right now too they did said they work hard people will sit here and call them troncos individually you know but that doesn't yeah. matter if all together they're 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 working hard you know yeah and i think that's exactly what from i don't because obviously nostalgic reasons i'm always going to choose that 05 team but it is a very competitive humble team from my perspective at least no yeah i mean of course and then i mean who's to say that somebody said doesn't go all the way into the final find itself Mazatlan and beat them 8-0 you know yeah could could potentially be a story to write um but yeah aj anything else you want to add on in regards to this game against san luis or i think do you think we kind of covered it all um i think we got it all also um henry martin you want to just mention this henry martin with eight goals I think the last time I've seen a Mexican score this many goals for America, correct me if I'm wrong, could be Oribe Peralta when he had like eight yeah. goals. I forgot which I forgot which season it was, but hey, could be the first time we had. Um, we could potentially have a forward in double digits since the days of um Christian Benitez when he played for America. So, Henry, get them double digits. Need that. Yeah, I've I, I seen someone put uh put out on the. Uh... On Twitter, you know how uh, they used to call Henry uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. But now, now they changed it to assault rifles. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. <laughs> yeah. So I've, I've seen it. It's hilarious. Uh, Let's also uh, add though that we qualified to. I don't know yes. if it's the yet, but we're we're officially qualified. We're in the. Yeah, we're in, in, we're in, in the next stage. Yeah, basically. In, which mm-hmm. I told yeah. you guys we would if if we won. Twenty eight points. points. This, it's yeah. a sacred number. In Mexican so. football, um, so I mean we're fine. We're there. We're we're in at least the repechaje if need mm-hmm. be. Um, 
But I think Which I hope the, not. <laughs> no, Yo, no, because no, no, if, yeah. if we get no repetition, something went completely terribly wrong. wrong. Yeah. yeah, we don't Stop. want that. Yeah. Chill. The team won first place. I, I mean, hundred percent. Yeah, and and we want that home field advantage. So first place is a must. Um, but yeah, I mean, America three zero. Like we mentioned, it was a it was a slow start, a slow build for America. But at the end of the day, they never really had to get into the fourth gear. Everything was kind of left in third, and you saw a pretty good performance from the likes of you know Cabecita Rodriguez, which I think we're all trying to see the best of form. And I think he's picking up form at the exact moment that you need him to. Uh, Henry Martin again continuously scoring goals, although he missed the penalty. Uh, but we're gonna try to not remember that at all. Um, and then of course, never happened. Uh, yeah, exactly. Never happened. And Diego Valdez um, finding a little bit more of his rhythm and a little bit more of his footing, getting on the score sheet as well. Um, and that we mentioned, we lost two players for the upcoming matches due to yellow card accumulations, being Pedro Quino and uh, Alexandre Sendejas. So, with that said, also I want to mention the defense doing a pretty solid job. A chart, what one save out of the night, which is kind of becoming a regular thing for him now. Really Not- nice save, by the way. Because he yes. was out. He was out. That was a really, really good save. Yes. But I think other, other keepers eat that, if I'm being yeah. honest. He oh, was yeah. perfect. One hand, everything. Like, it was perfect. Everything that he did was just perfect, in my opinion. It was very good. Very good. And it goes to show how long of a stretch that man has. He could play in the NBA. I'm all insane. He just has that much. <laughs> um... But yeah, pretty much it. America three points at home, and now you have a very tough matchup, gentlemen. Let's 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 talk. Uh, let's talk America versus Necaxa away at Aguascalientes. Which I, I, I was speaking to someone that I play with on uh, on on Wednesday nights. Um, he's also an Americanista. He, uh, you know, he was talking. I was he was talking to me about the game and everything. And he said, "Oh, we got Necaxa up next." And I said, "Yeah, you know, that's the one. That's the one game that I kind of was fearful about this whole month." Um, one, it's an away game, and two, it's the fact that it's Aguascalientes, gentlemen. It's never been an easy road test for us. And I mean, AJ, you can attest to this. There's been times where we've talked about it on this podcast, and we hardly see America walk out with three points sometimes. Yeah, no, especially we're getting towards the very end of the season. The double Hornas are stacking up. This team is probably tired, and when it's an away game, especially at Aguascalientes, it's always going to be a tough time, especially this team led by um, Jimmy Lozano, um, former um, um, Olympic coach for Mexico. He's done a so- He's been doing a solid job when it got so far, who's sitting in eighth place. They're a team that I just feel like they're just that team that are always going to give America the biggest of problems throughout the full 90 minutes. So a game against um, this um, Nekaxa side, it's going to be a tough one. I don't think this will be an easy one by any means. No, it definitely won't, Chris. And and I think you know we've 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 mentioned about this squad and how well they they've handled the pressure. Um, could this be another one of those matchups like the one we saw against Querétaro, where it wasn't the prettiest of performances, but maybe potentially we can walk away with something here? Yeah, that, I think that's what I'm expecting. I think it's going to be one of those one of those games where, like like Sendejas is not going to be there, right? So you're going to no. see either Brian Rodriguez, Layun, or Jurgen Dam. Or yeah. I, I don't know who. No, else. Jurgen's Jurgen's too busy uh, reloading all of the pyrotechnics at the Azteca. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, Ayun or Brian Rodriguez, right? And Brian Rodriguez didn't really look that great, if I'm being honest. And I think we all have this weird feeling about Ayun starting wherever, you know? Yeah. So 
I think we're going to, and then, like, if it's Jonah starting, we have a feeling he'll do a good job, but it's still not going to be, like, Pedro Aquino and Richard type good job, at least, you know? Well, it yeah. might not be. I don't know. I don't know. I can't really say, but but I, I do think it will, it will be an uh, uh, ugly game from the standpoint that it's going to I'll say it's going to be boring, right? That's how probably people are going to look at it. But mm-hmm. I do think we could get a win. I do think Cabecita and Henry and Valdez are still going to make things difficult for, for them. If it's not the whole game, it's going to be part moments, right? And what did we just do with San Luis? We gave them those moments in that and that came three goals, you know? So I, I think we have to win, but it is going to be one of those, like, we should be blowing them out. On paper, we should be blowing them out the, the, the water, water yeah. but it's going to be a very, very close game. It will. And, um, well, like you mentioned, I think due to the fact that we have some injuries and also the fact that there are some absences, we are going to have to rotate. I, I I mean, if I had to give a pretty thing start 11 because Christian isn't here, um, I definitely, I'm gonna say this and then you guys can piggyback off and say if you guys agree or disagree. I think we're going with, um, obviously memo and goal. You have Lara out on the right, Fuentes out on the left. And then you have, um, in the midfield, you have, I mean, in the center back partnership, Cáceres and Araujo. And then in the midfield, you have Fidalgo with uh, Jonathan Dos Santos in the camp spot. You have Diego Valdez out on the left, Cabecitas out on the right. I'm definitely giving it to Brian. I think he's going to give him the start. He's going to give Brian the start and then up top, uh, well, obviously, you know, Patas de Raquetas, Henry Martin. <laughs> <laughs> that name, that nickname, it's that the, nickname I'm always going to remember funny. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I agree. I agree. I agree with that yeah, lineup. Same. I, I yeah. do think maybe you might see Layun, which I'm not completely against, right? Because it's Sendeja's it's spot to lose and like, Brian. Which is why I think he gives it to Brian, to be honest. That right mid spot, man. Yeah, but then you kind of right, oh, man. You kind of oh. look at it also from who's been here longer, which mm-hmm. is Layun. Yeah, it's yeah. not like Layun has been awful. I, I complain about a lot of things he does, but he hasn't been awful, awful, right? He just kicks the ball into the stands a billion times a game. But like, I do think you you could give it to him. You know, yeah. I think you're, it's either or. But if Brian's doing good in, 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 in training, like, why not, you know? Yeah. And then what's up with Roger? Oh, he's ready. But I don't think they put him on the right. I mean, he has played there before a couple times. Yeah, but do you, would he start him there, though? No, nah, I don't think he started him. I, I think, I think he's that. left. He yeah, could he's play on the right, but he's more of a left winger, yeah. And I think in- he'd, be, he'd fulfill, like, a super sub role. Like, if in case, like, anything does, like, happen to, like, not go well, you could just, like, slot him right in wherever. And the dark horse is Chava Reyes, right? He's yeah. Yeah, that, that's what I was thinking. He's been played on the right before. Yeah, and yes. he scored against Cruz Azul in the last minute. He scored on that right yeah. side. So yeah. he's a dark horse, but I don't expect him to start, honestly. Yeah, no. And, and I guess that's the beauty of Tano not giving us these weird lineups, right? Or, or these big oh, yeah. surprises. So yeah. Consistency. Yeah, which I think is nice. It's, it's good. I, I think you need to have that consistency. You need to have that set of, you know, players that play in week in and week out. There's not that heavy rotation. Um, mm-hmm. Even though, granted, if he was doing it, it would be merited, right? It's because all these games in such a short period of time. And let's face it, like, you know, this squad is still going to have a lot to do even during the international break. You have Leagues Cup against, you know, all this Leagues Cup friendly against Nashville. And then a couple of days later, you got to fly out to Atlanta and you got the game against Chivas. 
Yeah. So we'll see though. But ultimately, I think this America side has exactly enough depth and enough talent to go out into Aguascalientes and and play a good game. Um, and I feel like we're gonna see exactly what you mentioned, Chris, an ugly game, right? A boring game, a dull game yeah. where America sits back a bit, gives Nicaxa a little bit more liberty to do what they want on the ball. Um, because I think this team feels like they're not only a very good possessor side when they want to be, but they're also a very dangerous counterattacking squad. Because we have speed. Um, I don't know how much speed we'll have if Layun is playing out on the right, but we do have speed. I mean, Cabecita is looking a lot more, uh, you know, faster. Henry, definitely a little bit more quicker. Um, so I can... And Valdez too. And, and so I see this, this squad being capable of playing both roles. Um, now the question is whether or not Tano Ortiz is going to want to, to perform said tasks. And I'm, from there, I think it should be simple enough. But for you, AJ, what's going to be uh, the key factor for America to walk away with, with uh, let's say, it, all three points here? Because I think it's more than doable. That midfield's just going to still need to do um, what they got to do best, really. It's just controlling it. Um, it's unfortunate we're not going to really have Zendex. I think he's like a key part into our into the attack into that final third but with the midfield that we have that we have present whether it's going to be um seeing fidalgo valdez jonathan dos santos these guys got to step it up Blaine, we can we've been no reason to expose those spaces that teams leave behind when you got someone like valdez with the pace and the dribbling capabilities he has and able to take players on one-on-one he's going to be key in finding out finding those outlet passes or even better himself trying to get himself a Shantara Fidalgo, he, he's just playing out of his mind. He's one of the best players for America this season. He needs to continue that rhythm he has going. He can definitely shred um, defenses apart. This midfield's going to be key to those. I don't need to give out to uh, whether it's going to be Brian Rodriguez, Miguel Lanyu on the right, or Lafayette Cabecita, or to pass it out to Henry. This midfield's going to be key to it. While, yes, we could rely on the, on the wingers, but we usually, anytime we see the winners, I usually see Sendejas on that ball that's doing most of the work. So I feel like this time when Sendejas is not there, the midfield is going to be the next um, guys in line that's got to do the work for America to get the three points at Aguascalientes. I agree. Anything to add to that, Chris? I think it's all about not making mistakes. You know, when it comes to the midfield and the center backs, it's all about not making mistakes and taking advantage of anything the Kaksa opens up, right? Because they're going to be, in my opinion, they're going to be aggressive. They're going to try to hit. They're going to try to dominate the ball. They're going to try to make us uncomfortable. And I think what America needs to do is just be cool, you know, just don't let any of those things get into into your head or just not make any mistakes. You know, I think that's that's the ultimate thing about this game is whoever makes the, the, the least mistakes is going to win. No, yeah, agreed. Agreed. I think you have to have a very well-rounded game as as American standards go. And like you mentioned, don't fall into any of those like little mistakes here and there because uh, we've seen that from time to time this America side sometimes does fall into that. And so, like we mentioned, it's just about being a you know well robust squad and 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 side that knows how to manage these games. And I think that's going to be key and, and and important because at the end of the day in the league, you're going to have to learn how to manage in a way leg just as much as you are going to be able to manage a home leg. So it's, it's a good starting point for America because if I'm not mistaken, this is our second to last away game. So 
It's it's this one, and then yes. close it off the season with Puebla. Mm-hmm. Yep. Don't we play right. Santos over there? No, it's Santos all is game. at home. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Okay, I was going to comment that that game is also a very could be a very it, ugly it's, one. It's but, it's at, but it's at, but if it's at home, then I'm more comfortable, right? But yeah, if it was away. It'd be a different thing. Yeah, Torreon is never never an easy one, but um. Wow, after the Necaxa game, you're talking about three games, and that's the wrap for the season. Yeah. M- minus the friendlies. Yes. Yeah, minus those meaningless friendlies. But we'll, we'll, we'll get to those when we get to those. Um, Puebla is also going to be a tough one. But uh, at that point, I think you just kind of realize where you're at. And if you don't need to risk anything, and maybe you do some rotation. or I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. I mean, a lot can happen within the next three weeks that we'll be seeing them. So. But in, in the meantime, right now, I think America's giving it game by game, and they know that Nekaksa is up next. And it's, it's not a difficult ask. It is a tough ask, but it's not impossible. And so that's why I'm going to throw it now to you, gentlemen. What is your guys' scoreline for Nekaksa, which is going to be at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 Eastern, unfortunately, on VIX+. Plus. Ooh. I got VIX+, yeah. plus, so I'm fine. Everyone else... um. I don't, know oh, don't don't let oh. Miggy hear you say that. <laughs> we, were, we, uh, we were as a community supposed to vo- boycott Vix Plus. We were supposed to all just illegally stream these games. <laughs> Shout out to the people that do it on TikTok. Yo, what? I, I watch it, it on, on Instagram. TikTok? You watch it on <laughs> Instagram? <laughs> I watch it on Instagram every game, bro. Yeah, I'm waiting for a bootleg stream on MySpace if that's even possible, bro. Like, whatever el- other place. Yo. What? Instagram? Yo, that's yeah. that's something that's new to me, honestly. Shout out to for... Ronaldo. All right. Am I asked if, for the if, you know, you know. <laughs> Yo, let's not I'm... call him out here. Yo, they ain't yeah. t- yo, he's doing God's work with those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, unfortunately, Vix Plus game, um, well, you know, if you have access to it, great. If not, then, you know, stay strong, stand with the rest of us. Um, and um, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that end, end game ends up going. But give me you guys a scoreline prediction. You want to go first, Chris? Yeah, I think 1 0. Like, okay. it's like, right. I just, I don't, obviously, the last games make you want to say 3 0. Four zero, whatever. But like I said, it's a, it's one of those games, and I don't even know the weather over there. But usually that that field isn't really the best. It's not. So I think it's one of those games where yes, we could win. It's gonna be a good game or an ugly game, but a good game for us because we win. And I think one zero. And I'm looking either Cabecita or Henry Martin to score. Yeah. No. I mean, I mean, you wouldn't be wrong to say you know it upwards into the threes because our past couple of away games, they've all been. You know, minus the Querétaro game, they've all been games where we've scored three goals. Correct. So, I mean, yeah, granted, this Nick actually, I mean, if I'll say this much, my uh, my level of confidence would go through the roof if America walks out of Aguascalientes with a goal margin of three or no. Definitely. I mean, you have to, that hubris is just impossible to keep back if, if, if America walks away with a set scoreline. But again, Chris, I'm on the same boat as you. I think it's going to be one of those matches. So 1-0 for Chris. AJ, what are you going with? 
Scrappy 2-0 win. I feel like we can get two goals, but it's just going to be like a hard-earned like two goals that we need to score. Like It's going to take us some time to break down Negaxa, and we can like get an opportunity here and there, and we will convert two goals at least. It's scrappy, like it's gonna be scrappy, like it's gonna be like we have to, we're gonna have to fight for those two goals. We have to fight like for it. that. Scrappy, like Emilio Lara's goal against Querétaro, scrappy. Yeah, let's go with that. Let's let's stress everyone. Let's just stress everyone out. I I I feel like this is gonna be one of those games. Uh, it's it's okay. something about Nick Gaxa where it's like they're just that team that's gonna stress us out. They're going yeah. to. And I think the, the the more we play and the better we are, I think the the more coaches want to find a way to stop us. And so I think uh, Jimmy Lozano is looking at this and saying, ah, this is this is the type of game where I can be in the headlines. And if I can plant my team correctly and walk away with a result, then, you know, it's going to be like a kudos on me. Moment. These are the games that teams like Necaxa or teams that just don't have that optimism say i'm gonna save my my season by beating america let's call yep. it how it is you know yeah. it, it's very uh cocky of us to say that but let's not act like that's not reality these teams look to beat us because it saves them their their job you know or their whatever yeah. it makes their fan base happy and their bragging rights or whatever but that's that's what this game is it is it is and you know Let's not forget that this used to be a classical in a sense. The little brother. The little brother classical, yeah. But uh, that that's all, of course, died out. Um, and we'll see. We'll see. But all right, AJ's going with 2-0. You're going with a 1-0. I am going to break tradition here because I'm the, I'm the clean sheet guy through thick and thin. But I'm going with a 2-1 victory for America. Oh, I don't hate yeah. it. I can I see that. I can see that happening. We'll 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 cough up goal. Just I feel like just like Mazatlan, where we just yeah. gave up a goal. I get I can see that actually. Another own goal. Oh, who is it going <laughs> to be though? Uh, I'll give it to I'll give it to to Layun if he plays. Oh, <laughs> what? I'm going off if Layun scores enough. <laughs> I'm going off, bro. Yo, kicks kicks the ball so far, ends up going to oh, our own God. goal somehow. It's like, well. The one time he doesn't put, he puts the ball in the back of the net. It's gonna be an RN. <laughs> yeah, man, uh, what the? Oh man, what a game that would be! We're slandering like you, and I look. He had he has four assists this season as a right back. That's really solid. And in that game against Gusasu, he got two assists in twenty four minutes if you as look a at left his winger. Twitter, yeah, as left winger, I'm like he defends himself a lot. <laughs> Yo, I mean, if he can defend himself when no one else can, yo, by all means, go ahead, dude. Yeah, I get it. No, yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. But overall, we're we're expecting a good game and a result for America, which unfortunately for the standards that it is, it, it has to be. It has to be a victory. It has to be three points um, and just keeps climbing the table. And then, of course, we'll, we'll be back to talk about Santos and how that's going to look and... And then, of course, the big one, the Clásico Nacional next Saturday as well. So we'll see what happens. We'll definitely see what happens. All right, gentlemen, anything to add on before we wrap it up here? Um, no, I think I've said everything. We got, got everything. All right, I've said it as well. Well, I hope you guys have enjoyed this. Uh, we're back officially here with some consistency. I, I'm, I'm glad to say it. I'm glad to see it. And I hope you guys are as well. Um, 
with that said, gentlemen, thank you guys so much for taking the time out of your day to come and talk all things America in English. Um, I do want to give out a huge shout out to uh, Fidel Martinez, writer for um, the LA Times. He came out with a really, really nice article about uh, Club America and what it is to be a fan and kind of everything and his experiences as well. Um, so if you guys haven't checked that out, make sure you guys go uh, read it. It's a really good read. We've actually uh, retweeted it on our um, over on our Twitter. So make sure you guys go follow us and uh, get you guys selves a read in that. And I hope you guys can do the same as me and identify a little bit with what he was writing. So again, shout out to Fidel and shout out to the whole Americanismo community out there doing doing their thing. Um, but with that said, uh, that pretty much wraps it up. We'll be back next week to talk all things American English again. Until then, take care. And as always, Arriba America. Goodbye. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.